0: Welcome to Episode 11 of the Afree Free Spirit Life Podcast. Hi there, I'm Shannon Kinney-Dew and I'm so happy you're here today. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. My guest, Stephanie Moore, is an Ayurvedic practitioner, a yoga teacher, and a mom to three children. And she teaches us today how to find out your body type. Veda is a practice that's been around for 5,000 years. It's considered a sister science to yoga. And really, it teaches us how to understand the nature of things and really how to understand the nature of your own life. So in this conversation today, Stephanie shares how she discovered Ayurveda Veda and how she combined her love of cooking and also her discovery that when she pushed herself too far and she started having physical ailments, she realized the power of stress and that really led her to the healing power of Ayurveda. And I love this conversation because she teaches you how to find out your body type and how to do some really simple things to help bring your life and your body back to balance. In particular, we talk about this season, the season of autumn, as we're getting ready for winter, and you'll find it to be so helpful as you learn more about what you might be experiencing when you feel really drained, when you're feeling uh, taxed or burned out. A lot of this discussion today will help you start to learn how using food and the practices in Ayurveda can help really bring your mind, body, spirit back to balance. And I even asked Stephanie the question, does balance truly exist? And I love her answer. I think you're going to really love this show today. So enjoy. And for more information, you can visit the show notes Go to my website, afreespiritlife.com forward slash 11, which is the number of this show. Stephanie is sharing with us a dosha quiz. Dosha is your body type. So you'll get to take the quiz to find out what body type you truly are. And she shares some other amazing wisdom that I think you're going to love that uh, teach you a little bit more about Ayurveda and what we talk about today. And join us on Facebook if you look up groups, A Free Spirit Life Community on Facebook where we're sharing in the discussion we're talking about things, you know, if you're a hangry kind of a person and you're hungry all the time or if you feel like you're lightheaded or get headaches when you're hungry or maybe you need a little bit more movement, a little more fire in your digestive system. We're talking about all of that in our Facebook group. And as Stephanie shares in the show, this is just yet another tool that you can add to your tool belt of self-discovery and healing. Really, this is about learning who you are in a deeper way and learning the practice of self-healing. Enjoy the show and I can't wait to see you on Facebook. Hi, Steph. I'm so happy to have you and that we have this time together. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Can you tell a little bit more about who you are and what you do and what stage of life you're in? Absolutely.
1: So uh, how do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am a mother of three kids. I suppose that's a good place to start. my oldest uh, daughter is a freshman at KU this year, and then I have a son who is 16, a junior in high school, and then my youngest is an eighth grader. He just turned 14. So I'm a mom of three kids. I own my own business. Um, it's called Go With Steph, LLC, and it's focused on uh, healthy cooking, healthy eating, yoga, meditation, Ayurveda, Um has lots of different facets and parts to it, which keeps me on my toes and keeps me really interested. I've been married for 23 years, um, to my husband, Jason, and, um, I have two dogs who I adore and who keep me also very busy. So I just have a super busy family life and it's hectic. It's fun. It's uh, the stage of having big kids. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I had a corporate job for a short time because I thought that would be easier to just show up, work, get paid and come home. And it turned out that didn't work out for me at all. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm back to owning my own business, which is really fun. And uh, that's what I'm really focused on right now and trying to figure out how to manage my family and my business and take care of myself all at the same time.
0: I had to take a deep breath when I heard you talking about having older kids. I mean, thinking about there's already a college student and you've got high school and middle school and two dogs. I just, I got a new dog uh, a couple months ago. So I, I with the three kids and the dog and I'm like, oh, and running your own business. I just like, I'm sure that's what drew us together. We relate. Um, but also having older kids, um, I mean, it's probably hard to even remember the earlier stages, but how has it changed like as far as like work and family balance,
1: having older kids? That is a great question. And I actually think of this often. My, I have two sisters who, well, I have three sisters all together, but uh, two of my sisters have young kids right now and they are, we're with them fairly often. And I try to help them when I can, you know, here and there. And to be totally honest, I barely remember Mm -hmm. what it was like with the little kids. (laughs) Um, And and I I loved every minute of it. And I I do feel pretty present in each moment. Um, But it's so interesting to look back. And a lot of times I look back and think, I don't know how I did that. Mm -hmm. And because when my kids were little, when my kids were little, I had a catering business and, um, that's a little bit more of my story. I've kind of always owned my own business for the most part, but when I had my catering business, let me back up just one more little bit. Before I started my catering business, I was working for my dad at our family restaurant. So I had lots of, uh, cooking restaurant serving, I mean, managing a business experience from working for my dad and, my mom was always a cook. She loved to bake. She was a nurse actually, but she loved to bake and she was always making cakes and cookies for people. And, uh, I wanted to get out of the restaurant business and have children. And I thought I can totally take my work into my house and I'll just work out of my home and I can just do catering out of my house while I'm having babies and I can, um, make it really flexible and make it work for me. And I can work as much as I want or not work too much. And actually that worked out really well. So I started catering and I had my three children over about a five year span. And my first uh, child, Haley, my daughter was so easy. She would sit on the floor in the kitchen and play for hours. It was really remarkable. (laughs) So she would, she would play on the kitchen floor for hours while I would cook and prepare food. And, Mm -hmm. and then I would get a babysitter to come hang out at the house so that I could work, um, and, and have her be taken care of. And, and I just kind of continued that program through having two more kids. I, I catered these enormous weddings when I was eight months pregnant with my third child. And, and those are the kinds of things I look back on and say, Oh my gosh, what was I thinking? And how did I do that? Mm -hmm. Um, but I just was in the mode. I just, I worked and I loved working. I was, believe it or not, I was doing a fair amount of yoga and that was helping me keep everything going. And I just was in full on fire power. I can get this done. I can do everything. I can lay down with my kids at night. I can work all day while my kids play at my feet, and yes. <laughs> I'm just kind of a I was a little bit of a crazy person, but it <laughs> suited me. it It worked for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then remarkably, as the kids got older, it got harder. Mm-hmm. So um, my business grew and my kids were growing, and um, I just started to break in half a little bit. Mm-hmm. and um, this was over, I mean about I would say probably a ten year at the ten year mark. Um, so at the time my kids were probably like eight, six and five, something like that. And, um, they were all in school, but I, I could not manage the schedule. So, so I ended up selling my catering business and that's when I went to Ayurveda school and, uh, tried to figure out how to incorporate my cooking and yoga and meditation into healthy living. And, um, that sent me on a whole nother track of, excitement and learning, but also, uh, confusion. I was like, Oh boy, now what do I do? How do I make all this work? So anyway, um, back to your question. Um, my life is so different now with my big kids. I mean, I have one out of the house, I have one driving, and then I have one middle schooler. And, um, it, and I think that's why, to be honest for me, my corporate job didn't work because, uh, we would all get out the door just fine, but I wouldn't get home until about 5:30, and that time between three and 5:30 ended up to be really important in my family and in my house, and I just felt like I was always behind. I was coming home, I was, you know, trying to get the um, practices figured out and dinner figured out. Mm -hmm. And when am I going to exercise? And I felt selfish if I was going for a walk as soon as I got home when I hadn't, I've already missed two hours of their afternoon or something like that. Because with the teenagers, I feel like you have to be home. You have to be around even more. So, um, the journey of, you know, working when the kids were little to the journey of working with the kids are big for me, I just have to keep touching base with, what is working for our family Mm -hmm. and, and what's working for me. And, um, I'm just so happy to be working at home again. I, I didn't realize how much it was affecting me, um, not being home. Plus, plus I'm just a very, um, I think I'm an entrepreneurial person, um, at heart and it just feels good to be back in my own space, making the decisions and calling the shots and being in charge. (laughs) <laughs> right. Uh, I'm so glad you shared that because,
0: um, you know, I'm at the 10 year mark. My oldest is going to turn 10. So my kids are 10, nine, no, 10, six, and four. And, um, you know, we have a lot in common that way. And I, um, I love the visual you said you felt like you were breaking in half. Um, mm. because, you know, I think that what I hear from your story that you shared is this um deep listening like you had these moments where you were caught up and you and you you know tried to I think each stage it does that to us right we have to kind of adapt to the new season to the new stage of motherhood or life and it sounds like that's what you've done all the way up to where you are now it's like this have you always listened to your heart. I mean, obviously there had been moments where you had to kind of break in half before you listened, but you've kind of, in a sense, what I hear you saying is you've learned how to let go of things, um, because you, you know what your priorities are. How have you done that? Or how, how did you discover that, you know, you can let go of this particular job or this working so much, um, for the, for a little more, like you said, manageable schedule and, and family time, like, what's brought you to this point where you just are, as you said, more present
1: and listening to what you and your family need? That's a great question. And I think, um, the answer is kind of multifaceted because if I am totally honest with you, (laughs) (laughs) um, I feel, I think I, i feel like i have a really strong intuition so i do and i am very with my yoga practice and stuff like that i feel like i've been in my i don't want to sound like wonky or weird but i i i'm pretty in touch with my body and what my messages my body is giving me and my breath and i notice when i'm stressed or you know when i'm having anxiety i can feel it in my body and my breath but um i'll be to- like i said i'll be totally honest I would push and push and push beyond that first. Mm-hmm. And so my, my nature is to push and um, to uh, keep going, even though I know I need to take a break. That's my nature. Mm-hmm. And especially when my kids were little, uh, I did that. And I kept pushing. And I knew in, in the backdrop, in my internal, like the deepest part of me, knew that I was not going to keep this up for very long. But the fire in me said, oh, Steph, just come on. Let's keep going a little bit more. We can do this. We can finish this. We just got to get through this. We just got to get through that. We just got to get through this. And then we can rest. And, and so I did, I, I was kind of doing the listening and pushing at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think everybody has to kind of find their own balance that way. Um, I have friends and um, sisters who... Uh, their limit is way before mine. Mm -hmm. Like they, they get one little message and they're down. They're like, you know what? I can't do that today. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I, you know, and, and the competitive part of me is like, um, I'm kind of always amazed that, that they have the control and the, um, I don't know exactly how to call it, but that, that, um, ability to make a decision to stop right then when i'm like you know my i i tend to push first you know i'll push a little bit more and then i will relax and and rest and stop mm-hmm. so it's kind of a combo of things and i think everyone and and this kind of brings us into the ayurveda conversation because I'm a full-on pitta person. i'm I'm motivated, I'm fiery. i am I like to be in charge. I'm a natural uh, take charge leader type of person. Um, I'm pretty good, I think, at thinking of other people's needs and helping them uh, figure out what they what they need to do. So it's really natural for me to to keep on going. Now, some other people like maybe a kapha type person is moves a little bit slower has a little less fire they're more they're more comfortable in a quiet environment where they feel they they like to stay grounded all of the time whereas i kind of like to operate in the heat a little bit mm-hmm. they like to operate in the grounded place you know and then vata is in the middle and we can talk more about these doshas later but Vata is the airy type where they're constantly moving and they will keep going and keep going, but they break down just a little bit earlier than a pitta person might. You know, pitta person generally has a little bit more um, length of... Endurance. Mm -hmm. Where a Vata person, you know, will move really fast, but they burn out a little bit quicker. And um, anyway, I don't know if that's making sense. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) let's
0: let's go ahead and explain to people because I this stuff I love. You know, I love this Ayurveda talk, and I think it's so important when people. Um, learn at least what their, you know, major um, body type is because of all that you just said. It's fascinating. And also I think it affirms. So there's not something wrong with you if you have the pitta and the fire. Like it's good to know that about yourself, that that's going to, you're going to operate in a different way. And then, you know, that affects what you eat and what season and all of that. So why don't you explain to us a little more about what Ayurveda is and, uh, you know, how Talk about the doshas a little bit and how we can find out which type we are.
1: Okay, so uh, Ayurveda is um, a very, you know, thousands of years old holistic health system. Ay- Ayurveda means the knowledge of life. Veda means like knowledge or knowing, and Ayu means uh, life and um, understanding uh, the nature. Of things. So, the nature of your body, the nature of the seasons, the nature of food, the nature of exercise, all of these things can be looked at through the eyes of Ayurveda um, because Ayurveda is based on um, the elements earth, fire, water, space, and air. And um, so, Ayurveda is, they also call it like a sister science to yoga because yoga really helps you tune in and, and listen to the nature of your body and the nature of what you need. So the way that, so then, so then we've tried to figure out, we have like this toolbox of, we call them the doshas and they're pitta, vata, and kapha. So, Um, Vata is the air, just to make it very simple here. Vata is the air, a representation of the air element. It's actually air and ether. Pitta is representation of fire element, fire and water. And then kapha is representation of earth and water. So if you just want to remember like the top three things, I would say vata is air, pitta is fire, and kapha is earth and one thing that i want to say that i feel is very important is that we have all of these doshas within us and we have all of the elements within us just like the air has all the elements a piece of wood has all the elements a blade of grass has all the elements represented within them and so our bodies also have all of the elements but in general normally you have one that is a higher expression so like for me it's pitta i'm a little bit higher in the fire element than i am in the earth or the air elements but you have all three of them in you all the time so like you said uh, we want to use these as tools we're not judging we're not um, making a bunch of rules we're just noticing that This is an expression of how our mind works, what our behavior is, how our physical body is, how our emotional response is. And we can kind of look at that with our little toolbox of the doshas and help balance that way. So, for example, um, I was talking about my pushing and listening at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like my fire and earth you know, it's like the fire and the earth are working together and I'm, my fire is still driving me, but the earth element within it is saying, okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. You can keep going, but at some point you're going to have to, I'm going to get louder and you're going to have to listen a little bit more carefully. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually my fireside is going to say, okay, you win. I'm a little burned out. I'm, I got way too hot and now I'm going to cool off a little bit, you know, kind of like stick my feet in the cold mud, you know, for example, um, that my hair is on fire. I'm going to stick my feet in the cold mud and the earth is going to help me bring everything back to center again. So, um, it's such a cool practice because like I said, you can look at everything in your life. You can, like I'm a, I'm a Pitta person, so you know, I might be drawn towards hot spicy foods or chili or, Mm -hmm. you know, like a hot summer day with margaritas and chips and salsa. Well, I'm going to have a great time doing that. But the next morning I might wake up like uh, overheated, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So there's all these different ways to look at it. So, you know, no big deal. I had a great summer fun day you know, with my hot stuff. And then the next day, you know, the next day I have some cucumber water and I eat a little bit of, you know, basmati rice with some, you know, squash or some vegetable that's a little bit more cooling and I'm all, and then I'm back to good, you know, it's, yes. it's okay. Um, so I, I like that. Cause
0: I've always known I'm definitely a pitta as well. And, um, a little Vata, but really Pitta, like, you know, wouldn't you say that we're the the ones who get hangry or psycho hungry if we don't like we have Uh, that burning fire? Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I yes. usually tend to uh, yeah. know a
0: pitta when I say, Oh, are you getting hangry? Like, you know, because my husband's kapha. He's more like, he, you know, he can wait till dinner. He can have like a handful of nuts and be fine all. And I'm like, Wait a minute. As I'm eating breakfast, I'm like, What's for lunch? Like, that seems very pitta, right? <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah, really quick. So pitta has got like a pretty strong metabolism. They're that fire, they're burning through stuff. Um, vata is kind of, um, Vata people are pretty lucky, actually, because they um, are naturally thin and they're kind of burning calories all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little bit different than pitta. Like pitta has strong digestion, but vata is burning calories all day. Mm -hmm. And then the kapha person is um, just definitely a slower metabolism. And they really, kapha people really want to wait till they're truly hungry to eat, whereas pizza people have to eat, you know, three meals a day to make sure they don't uh, burn through. And then the vodka person, sometimes they kind of naturally snack all day because that just works for them. Right. Um, I always joke when I go
0: shopping with my mom, you know, which is so rare, but when we used to be (laughs) She would, we'd be walking and I'm already thinking like, okay, it's almost time for lunch. Like I'm trying to plan out and she's like, let's just go into one more store and let's just go into one more. And I'm like, oh, and I start getting irritated because I know I'm like getting hungry. And then she, all of a sudden will be like holding a dress and she's like, does this look? And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I might pass out. I think I better eat. You know, she's that Vata. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I was trying to tell you an hour ago, you know, it's just cracks me up. I'm like, well, but I love that. Um. I don't think I've thought so much about it that I I know that I have all three or all four of the elements, but I like the the idea of it being a tool that you can li- learn to listen to, kind of see those um, those warning signs, and then almost draw on that element that you need. I think that's a really cool thing that you you kind of sparked in me. It's like so I have that fire. But if I um, feel like I need a little more grounding, I can kind of visualize that I'm tapping into that earth and water kapha element that's already within me, that's a part of me.
1: Absolutely. So one thing that we say is that um, like increases like and opposite decreases so, so for example, you know, the the hot summer day with margaritas and chips and salsa, that's my favorite example because that's hot, hot, pitta, pitta, yes. hot, you know. Um, so, you if you keep adding more of the like items, you're going to increase whatever it is you're adding to. But if you treat it with the opposite, then you decrease. So, for example, you know, having... Um, Well, you can look at some uh, um, foods and see how the dish uh, complements, like Mexican is a great food or Indian food or um, Thai type of food, because you might have some spicy peppers, you might have spicy meat or beans. And then you have some rice, which is a little bit more earthy. But then they complement it with um, lime juice or cilantro or sour cream. Mm-hmm. And those are all cooling type of things. So you have like the sour taste, the sweet taste, the spicy taste, and then the cooling taste. So the cilantro and lime will counteract some of that spiciness when you're going to digest that food. Mm, that's so great. you can... Yeah. So you can look at it and it really just about everything. Like you can look at it in your exercise. If you are um, running and you're really running fast or hard or for a long time and you get overheated uh, the next day, maybe you just go for a gentle walk, you know, because that balances that heat and cool stuff like that. So um, some people will, uh, you know, some people really like CrossFit or, um, you know, a high energy fitness class. And for some people that really works well for them, but for some people it overheats them. And for some people it's just way too much. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting to look at how to balance things. You can look at exercise, food, um, relationships, um, your own relationship with yourself—you mm. can look at it just about any way. So, like increases, opposite decreases. I love that.
0: So, I want to get back to the word balance, but before we do, what would you say? I'm sure people are listening who've never heard this before and are kind of already like, "Oh, I must be that." I'm pizza sounds like me too. Um, is there kind of a framework that you have for how people can learn more about, you know, which one is their most dominant element?
1: Yes, yes, and. If you're open to this, Shannon, what I was thinking is I could send you a dosha quiz and then some notes about the doshas that you could include in your podcast notes with that. Perfect. Yes. So I'll put those in the show notes for everyone to find. Awesome. That would be great. And then I have several... There are several um, top Ayurveda websites that uh, we can also tap into that people can start to look around. But I have a really good uh, constitution quiz and a little write-up of of each one of the doshas that I've created kind of over the years, you know, based Mm -hmm. on my education. And those are really great resources, and we can just pop those in the notes, and then that is a good place for people to start.
0: Great. Well, one thing that my yoga teachers always told me, and I think this is um, timely since if you're listening to this show when it's coming out, it's um, Thanksgiving in the US will be coming up here shortly. And um, so this is kind of their, you know, rough idea or um, suggestion on how to find out which one you are. So imagine yourself at Thanksgiving, you know, everyone's playing ping pong and they've got the game on and you can smell the food in the kitchen and... The you know, you've been haven't been eating all day because you're just anticipating that huge meal coming up. And all of a sudden, someone from the kitchen comes out and says, hey, everyone, we we just burnt the turkey. The food's not ready. It's going to take two more hours before mealtime right so the pitta type if you're a pitta and you're fire you're gonna be so irritated you're like what you know you're (laughs) like stopping the game you're gonna like you have you're just like so frustrated and you're really going into that psycho hunger mode the vatas they're like you know what as long as i get a snack i'll be okay i just need to go and Grab some, you know, uh, appetizer or something, and then the kafas—they're just playing ping pong. They're like, "What's the big deal? Like, let's just watch the game and play more <laughs> ping pong, right?"
1: Is that kind of a, a, a
0: good? Yeah, explanation? yes,
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I like it. I like it. it that is a great um, way of looking at how different people respond, how different types <laughs> respond to At that hunger. Food, Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: I do love that you talked about, you know, exercise and relationships and, you know, how really this is a practice in learning how to stay or bring back to balance. And I want to know your take on, because I see a lot of stuff in social media, a lot of blog posts that a lot of, especially in mom circles too, where people just really say that the balance doesn't exist. And I'm curious from your perspective, um, what would you define balance to be? And do you believe it doesn't exist? Or do you think it's more that we haven't learned how to listen and learned how, what our
1: own state of balance really is? Great question. Um, my first thought right off the bat is I I do think balance is possible. I think, that we have to refine our definition of balance. Mm, That's good. I think that is the most important and the biggest problem, I believe, is that we are trying to follow everybody else's definition of balance. Mm. And, you know, if the blog post that you read said, you're balanced if you do this and this and this, you know, you're balanced if you say no to everything, Except for this one thing, you know, um, or you're balanced if you got your top ten things on your list done today, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, so I think the most important thing is what does balance mean to you as an individual, because just like your Ayurvedic constitution, just like your thumbprint, is is individual to every single person. So. For me, I think we define balance based on how we feel. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm feeling scattered or anxiety or irritable, um, hungry, too often, uh, tired, if I notice I have a little um, darkness under my eyes or I feel like my skin is dry, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at all of these things as signals to what do I need. and If you pay attention, and and, and again, everybody's level is going to be different. Some people are going to notice a lot more things. Some people are going to notice very few things. But you can also look at your digestion. Are you going to the bathroom every day? Are you drinking enough water? All of these things are part of that balance, that big giant circle that is balance for you. So for me, um, what brings me balance is I, I I really enjoy some time alone. I think that's really important. Even even if it is 10 minutes uh, alone uh, mm-hmm. with absolutely quiet time, um, time in nature is really balancing to me. Um, being with my kids is balancing. Making a good dinner and sitting down at the table is balancing. So I I I don't believe that we can operate it for very long without some level of finding balance for yourself. So I think the most important thing, like I said, is just to pick, I guess you have to experiment a little bit mm-hmm. to see what what resets you. The What's the most powerful resetter for you? And sometimes you have to mess around with it for a while. And, and sometimes you have to change it as the seasons change. But I was just thinking that the other day that, uh, I started this new cooking business and I have not followed all of my normal guidelines for myself. <laughs> like, I get up and um, I'm off to the races pretty early. And then, in um, some days, I'm not done until the very end of the day and I'm going to bed exhausted. And um, the thing on those kind of days, the things that brought me balance were drinking water, sitting down when I ate some food, um, listening to some nice music, you know, that kind of stuff. But on a normal regular day, what would bring me balance would be, you know, a little meditation practice in the morning, a walk outside in nature. I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of give some examples. Mm-hmm. But but I noticed that I had several days without my ideal balancing practices. Yes. And it, And, you know, it was okay. I mean, it was just okay. I'm like, okay, here I go again, pushing, listening, pushing, listening, pushing, listening, you know? Um, And then I, if it comes back around and I finally do feel like it, it, you know, I catch up a little bit.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really helpful. I think experimenting is good and it kind of makes me think too, you know, we haven't talked about our strive for perfect sometimes. And I think that, you know, that alone can make us, um, feel so out of balance because we're striving for this perfect that we see what other people are maintaining. And so a big piece of it sounds to me like, you know, letting go of any notion of perfection really, and being okay with kind of burning out a little bit and then resetting and then experimenting with this and oops, that didn't work. And just being okay to ebb and flow. Cause isn't that what the seasons are doing for us and teaching us Mm. to do?
1: Absolutely.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the seasons we're we're in full autumn right now, and you know I do I joke with my husband and I know that we all feel this, but I think some people are disconnected to even the season changes and I think you have to be intentional um uh that as each season is changing kind of to be self-reflective and to and have that quiet space you're talking about to really look at your life and see because I think the resets you know in summer are going to be different in winter and so I was saying I I joke with my husband because I sometimes feel like a bear in the winter like I already am preparing like I'm freezing meals and I I just we live in a place where you know when it snows like you don't leave and I just want to like um, crawl in that cave and not get on the social media. And so that's me kind of tapping into what's going to bring me to balance this winter. Um, what would you say some suggestions, maybe we just talk about autumn in particular that each of the doshas could start to do as you, as you are looking at the season, what you can um, do in your own life to get
1: quiet a little bit and see what you need for your reset. Yes, Uh, I, for, well, I don't know if it's just for me, but I, I feel like as a community in our town and our city and our area, I think uh, fall being, uh, fall is a Vata season, so air and and ether space. And I feel like it's the hardest transition of season for everyone Mm. because, um, and I don't know if I can be really articulate about this right now without going into more detail, but one thing I wanted to mention too is that regardless of what your constitution is, like I'm Pitta, your Pitta, my sister's Kapha, my friend is Zavata, um, we're all going to be affected by the seasons a little bit differently, but we can all kind of do the same things uh, and benefit from that. So. The Pitta, the Vata, the Kaffa person all can do the same practices to transition during the fall season and it's going to be productive for everyone. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't necessarily have to, um, for every single thing, we don't necessarily have to look at our constitution to make any decisions because sometimes we can just go with a broad spectrum. Vata balancing fall practice, Mm -hmm. you know, autumn, Mm -hmm. autumn time. So, so I don't want people to get too. I mean, the toolbox of Ayurveda with the doshas is so valuable and so helpful, but in my practice and with my Ayurveda friends, we all kind of recognize that the doshas don't have to rule every decision that we make. Mm -hmm. It can be super helpful if we have a distinct imbalance, but being find it if we kind of go a little bit more along that like increases like and opposite decreases if we use that as a framework that will also help us bring a little bit of balance so when we're talking about autumn and the fall season uh i I just had a funny realization the other day when I was um my husband and I do you know a lot of chores together around the house and it's kind of funny because I, I, I I grew up in a house with all women. So, um, my four sisters and my mom. And so we did everything. We did the gutters and we mowed the grass and we took out the trash and, you know, we sewed clothes, clothes, you know, and we, we -hmm. did the cooking and the baking. So I did everything. So I'm not ever stuck in the kitchen or, or stuck taking care of the kids. I'm, you know, up on the ladder cleaning (laughs) the gutters out, you know, while Mm -hmm. my husband is mowing the grass and, um, so I was cleaning the gutters uh, a couple of weeks ago before we were had a big rainstorm coming. And so I'm like, I'm going to jump up there and do it now. And the difference between this is so silly, but this is so Ayurveda. So at the beginning of the summer, which is the end of spring, obviously. You know, when you clean out the gutters, it's it's mucky and it's wet and it's heavy mm-hmm. and um, there might be some dirt and stuff that's kind of formed in there. And when you, cl- you know, you scoop out that stuff out of the gutters, it's, it's heavy and you can just kind of like thud. You know, you throw it down into a bag or down onto the ground, it makes a thud. Well just like two weeks ago before the rain was coming and i was like i'm going to get all these leaves out they were very light and airy and i could practically just blow them out and there there wasn't so much luck and i'm like guys isn't that cool i mean the leaves it's a full-on vata expression of the trees and the leaves it's light it's airy it's blowing it's um it's moving quickly you know but that spring is more like heavy mud um, spring is a kapha season, so it's earthy and it's wet and it's it's a little bit heavier. And then vata is um, the fall is vata, airy and dry and moving. You know the leaves are falling and this is lots of movement right now. the The hot weather is blowing out and the cool weather is blowing in. So, the way for people as individuals can handle this transition. Uh, more easily is by switching from your lighter um, summery foods to more grounding. So fall is vata, air and ether. You want to balance that with some kapha type things like heavier, earthy, wetter. So soups are great. Um, You don't want to go too heavy on the soup yet, but um, Mm -hmm. warm cooked foods, Make sure you're using olive oil, ghee, um, coconut oil. Well, coconut oil is kind of a summery thing, but you can start to switch into sesame oil, which has more heat. So cooked foods, cooked soups, uh, not too heavy, but just a little bit more warmer foods. Um, I personally, my favorite Vata balancing practice is uh, called Abiyanga. It's a self-body massage. Mm-hmm. So you get some massage oil. You can even you can use olive oil if you wanted to, or um, but massage some kind of massage oil is really good. And massaging your body before you take a shower mm-hmm. that really helps balance the dryness that is in the air right now. And if you are feel like you don't have time for that uh just putting some oil massage oil on your feet before you go to bed at night is great for grounding great for your digestion great for calming your nervous system Mm -hmm. because um yeah vata is vata is an activator it's 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 a move it's an energy of movement so it's and it's such a busy time of year school gets started again the holidays are just around the corner Um, it's just kind of like a get up and go time Mm -hmm. and we need to stay grounded because then the weather outside is also getting up and going so it's important to stay grounded and stay um, warm you know when you go outside you want to make sure you're warm enough and you're ready for that highs and lows of the temperatures
0: yeah, and that's you know so those helpful. kind of things because I think cause mm-hmm. sometimes the, I find that those really windy days I come back and I'm so I feel so depleted, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like just from the wind. And so um, I love that idea. That's probably the the good time to do that self body massage or add mm-hmm. the oil. Um, yeah, to kind of ground. But I think that's great because just our our culture in general is so as we mentioned pushing and on the go and all that stuff that leads up to holiday season. So, um, just taking the time. It sounds like just having, you know, the awareness of what you need and Ayurveda is just another, um, one of those ways to, to learn about who you
1: are. Yes, absolutely. Shannon and I wanted to touch base on one little thing that you said. We talked about this, um, a little bit, but was that idea of being perfect? And I think, mm, yes. um, you know, the balance and the fall, you know, the transition of the seasons and um, what does balance mean? And in trying to be perfect, I I feel like there has to be in some way a reframing of the language that we're using to ourselves and. And also, I think there's certainly a comparing thing that we're doing with other people around us. You know, they look so perfect. They've got it all together. How can they do everything and um, still be dressed and have makeup on and, you know, whatever. Um, And then maybe we think to ourselves, uh, I should, you know, I should get dressed and I should have makeup on and I should look so put together when I show up at some place. But if that's not you, if you're not, if you don't normally wear very much makeup and you like to, you know, be a little bit more casual, but you feel really good about yourself when you're dressed like that, um, then that's perfect for you. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we kind of reframe what perfect means. And sometimes you just have to say to yourself, everything is perfect just as it is. Yes. And I think that is so important for us as moms, as friends, as sisters, as you know, children. Um, and I think we need to give that message to our kids that everything really is already perfect. Mm-hmm. It's it's already part of you, and when you really accept and acknowledge that, then you bring balance. I mean, it's just the cool, it's just the coolest thing when you take a moment to really accept and and appreciate that it is already perfect. It gives your nervous system that just relaxing, like, ah, oh, you know, it's That's all, what happened it's to all, me
0: when you just said that. I was like, ah oh. <laughs> 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 truly. What a beautiful yeah. way to look at it, you know. Um, gosh, I love that. Stephanie, thank you. I remember it brought back a visual of when we used to edit videos in college and I was working with some professional and we we were trying to get it just right. And he said, you know what we call this? He called, he said, we call this good enough. And that always stuck with me. And I use it often because I think, you know, you always want to like, get it to this next level. And it's like, you know what, what if it's enough? Mm. What if it's good enough? And that's kind of what I hear ringing in the back of my head when you said all that. It's like, giving our listeners and ourselves permission to just be enough wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And when it feels like it's not, um, your, you know, when you don't feel like your nervous system is calming, that's a good indicator to say, Ooh, what can you let go of? Um, And how can you redefine if you're striving for something outside of yourself and how can it, it just be good enough and right here? Because it is. It's already perfect because this is where you are and this is where you need to be.
1: Absolutely. I love that. That's very
0: good. You have really inspired me and I can't wait to um, check out the quiz and the links that you're going to share. So I encourage everyone to check those out at, um, the show notes, a free spirit life.com and it will be forward slash 11. And also can you, um, tell our listeners how they can connect with you or if they have any questions
1: or want to learn more about your work? Great. Uh, yes, I, well, I'm working on a new website and it's not up and going yet, but, um, we could probably include my contact information too, okay. uh, with my email and I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, uh, go with Steph S T E P H. My name is, uh, my Facebook go with Steph and, uh, my email is go with Steph at me.com. And I just, I love connecting with people. I, I love to have conversations about Ayurveda. I always offer people who are interested a free 30-minute uh, conversation just to see if they're interested in learning more about Ayurveda and working with me in some way, shape, or form. Um, right now, I'm doing a lot of cooking. Uh, I'm doing a four-day radiance program and um, some family dinner type stuff. So that's really exciting. And um yeah, emailing me is great or um messaging on Instagram. It's go with steph two, the number two, uh, on Instagram. And uh I can get messages that way too to connect with people okay. until my website's up.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and inspiration today. This is really been enlightening for me. And I really do like, um, your presence and what you've shared has Brent brought a sense of calm to my life. So I'm sure it's going to touch listeners too. So thank you for your time
1: today. Thank you so much, Shannon. It was my pleasure to be with you today.
0: Thanks so much for listening today. I'm so glad that you stuck around to learn more about Ayurveda. Go to my website, thefreespiritlife.com forward slash 11, where you can learn more about your body types. You can download some free information and take a dosha quiz. And you can also find info there on how to get in touch with Stephanie. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.